Warning, the following podcast contains violent scenes that may be unsettling to some listeners. Listener discretion is advised. Hello, and welcome back to Vampire the Masquerade, Twin Cities by Night. Homecoming is our second story arc that takes place in the spring of 2010 and then Twin Cities in Minnesota. Follow the story of Ophelia, a Toreador played by Alex, Jonathan, a Venture played by David, Katow, a Gangrel played by Joaquin, and William, a Venture played by Slavic, as they once again find themselves working together to find out who, or what, is targeting them and those close to them. If you'd like to contact us, you can reach out to us on Twitter at twin underscore cities underscore VTM or on Facebook at Twin Cities by Night. We hope you enjoy. Alright, she just hung up on me. Oh, she got disconnected. I'm in panic mode. Like, I don't know where she was or anything. So, you know, one of my yeah, good he... friends who I haven't talked to in a while is in a lot of trouble. I'm going to um, group call everyone else. You see Jenna just kind of looking at you across from the booth. Is she like, is everything okay? I'll just say, um, someone important to me that just called and uh, she sounds like she's in a lot of trouble, but I have no idea where she is. Uh, is there anything I could do to help or? Uh, can you find out where someone is based on their phone call? Can you trace a cell phone? Uh, <laughs> she's, she's like, no, I'm, yeah. I'm not good at computers or anything like that. I apologize. She's like, yeah, well, I'll leave it to you. I hope, I hope you find it, find your friend and everything. And uh, just remember what we talked about. And all your phones ring. I just heard from Star. Where are they? I have no idea. She sounded like she was in trouble. I tried to ask her what was going on. I don't know what the hell. You said she was working with these people that killed Josiah? I saw her there. (sighs) But she sounded to me like she wasn't there of her own will or they were... I don't know. It could be a trap. It could be a trap. I just want to know if she's all right. (sighs) Is uh, anyone with the pregnant chick right now? Uh, I think we left her with Carlos back at John's place. I'm heading there now. And I'll hang up the phone. Go out and get my You're car. You're heading to my place? I'm <laughs> heading to your place. I don't know, but um, I'm uh, I'm going to drop drop my drop by my apartment and see if there's anything I can find out there right now. See if it's, you know, see what I can find. If there's anything left. We will uh, We will go to, uh, we'll take Ophelia. You're heading over to John's. Oh, yeah. I'm driving to John's. Um, I'm just kind of running things through my head, panicking a bit, and I'll screech my car up like... Almost <laughs> drifting into the car park outside his house and get up and yeah, just you ro- storm you- up and bang on the door. You see the door opens up and you see Carlos is opening up the door and you see Cynthia. She kind of sees you and she stands up and she comes up to you and she's like, is everything okay? Uh, I'll just kind of rush to her. Be like, can you, I need you to use your psychic gifts or something. Just, I need you to find someone for me right away. I don't. I don't care I, if you. I can't do this on demand. I'm sorry. I just just can't. turn it on. I just turn it on. I and you see her. She has a look of empathy, and she's like, "I understand that you're worked up about something, and I understand you're looking for someone. But I, I just this isn't just like something that I can turn on and off. I'm telling you. This, God this, damn it! Then Ophelia starts I'm breaking, breaking down. down. You see, yeah, I'm breaking Carlos, down. Carlos comes walking up, and he kind of like he's like, "You want to tell us what's going on here?" And he kind of looks a little like again overwhelmed by the situation. I'm just uh, ignoring him. I'm just like sobbing on the floor. 
Cynthia tries to get you up and move you towards the couch. We're going to cut to Katow next. Katow, you head over to the, your old apartment. You're coming in there. Uh, you come up. You see that uh, it looks like how it normally looks when you come up. It's been about over 24 hours since the situation happened. But, you know, you hear barking from your apartment, but that's about it. Oh, at least that's alive. Just get up there and just make, like, go, through, go through my apartment to make sure everything's still there, like nothing has been moved around. Yeah, you don't, I mean, it's kind of crazy, like, even the hallway doesn't look like anything happened. Like, there's not even, like, any kind of, looks like shotgun blast, res, you know, like, damage to the wall. Looks like, give me perception and investigation, difficulty six, no successes. All right. But, yeah, yeah, it definitely looks like, you know, there's no remnants of any kind. It doesn't look like there's a fight Weird. that happened there. You go into your apartment, your dog is kind of, comes up to you obediently like it usually does, but you can tell that it's pretty hungry and it hasn't ate in a few days. So, yeah, I guess I'll make sure, make sure there's feed and like have a, a drop of blood in there to mix it in the food. Good blood pool point away. What's your blood pool point at now? Four. Four. Oh, you're getting a little hungry, Katow. You can see the dog. You can see his pulse in his neck while you're sitting there dumping your blood into his food. Yeah, you're definitely feeling the beast clinging uh, along the back of your neck there with uh, the recent events going on and everything like that. So I'm going to have you give me a self-control roll. Difficulty, let's do six. Self-control, okay. And I'm going to spend a willpower point on this too. All right, what's your willpower right now? Uh, down to six. All Love, right. Uh, yeah. yeah, so you control yourself, and you can't believe for a second that you thought about maybe attacking your dog there for a second. But definitely it's time to, to consider feeding. Yeah, I need to make sure I don't have a repeat of last time, too. Uh, finally, I'm going to try, try to break out the animalism and see if I can sort of, like, get the dog, get the dog to see if they can remember, like, remember what, the, uh, intru- what the guy smelled, what the intruder smelled like. Oh, man, you fucking caught Woo! me off guard with that shit, motherfucker. I didn't think about that. All right, let me pull out my book. What power animalism are you using? Uh, one. I only have, only have one dot. Man. No role is necessary to talk with the animal, but the character must establish eye contact first. Issuing commands requires manipulation plus animal kin. The difficulty depends on the creature. Predatory mammals, wolf, cats, uh, are difficulty six. Other mammals, okay, so we'll say difficulty six. We'll do manipulation plus animal kin difficulty four. All right. Sound good to you? Yep. And yep. I got one, two, three, four. All right. So you sit there and how how are you? Uh, now, let's think on an instinctual instinctual level, right? You got this animal. You can consider it like a similar nature as you and a rebel in the fact that kind of went and ate human flesh. You know what I mean? Which is kind of uh, a thing that a lot of dogs, I think, in their nature go uh-huh. against. It's cool. So how would you try to communicate, I guess, that what you're trying to find out to it? Now, mind you, that they were in the hallway, right? When it happened, yeah. your apartment door faces the hallways. Dogs have like a crazy keen sense of smell, right? Exactly. Yeah. What 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 are you trying to ask of it? Like like what are you trying to ask of the dog? Because there's so many smells that were going on, you know. Yeah. So I guess I would try to ask, like, does it remember the group smell? Like, does it remember like how all of them were like bunched up, like all in one group? It was like yeah. like like you know mingling together like that. So the, the dog, what he says to you is he, through whimpers and different means of communication, he, he says that fear was the overall smell that he smelled. Really? But at the center of it was sex, that he smelled, that he smelled panic in one 
and uh, he he smelled, and that was just from the group of people that were there waiting. Huh. Fear, sex, and panic. Yeah, he said he felt fear overall from the group except for one, which was the center of the group, which was sex. And then he felt panic from a couple of the people, too. Huh. Interesting. Didn't see that coming. Okay. I'm going to cut to uh, Jonathan Chase. Yeah, you're at your club still? Okay. Your doors open up to your club. You're sitting there uh, in your office. So you have people in, in the club, and you see, looking through your window, that kind of faces in your office to the front door, you know, the front door of the club. You see Ryan Cooksey walking up. Those of you who don't know, he's short, roughly 5'5", five five, but he's close to 200 pounds, has very well-trimmed black beard in it. He's a Caucasian guy, has combed over black, black hair with gray at the temples, kind of j- just looks like uh when you see corp i don't want to use a cliche like i don't want to use a corny like easy to use the term like corporate fat cat but def- you know what i mean kind of gives that vibe gold rolex and all that stuff and you see him walking in and he's looking around and you and him have eyesight for a second eye contact uh jonathan and he kind of just raises his eyebrows and like asks, like kind of raises his shoulders like can i come in or well i'm gonna when i see him coming through the door the the entrance Mm-hmm. I'll get up and open my office door and wait for him to to come to me. Yeah, so he he comes walking towards you, kind of like he looks around the club, like he's kind of surprised at it actually, and he uh, walks up towards you. He's like, "Is all right? I uh, come in." Come on in. I've been expecting you. And he uh, he goes ahead and has a seat at the t- uh, the chair that's you know obviously on the opposite end of your desk. So he sits back and he looks at you and he's uh, sitting there and he's like looking across from you and he's like, "So sounds like you've been having an interesting time lately." Yeah, you know, I'm a little unprepared for this whole vampire society thing. You haven't prepared me properly, or maybe I don't understand how all this thing works. So could you, for me, what the the sheriff of the city is supposed to be doing? He's like, I guess, well, we could talk about why later, but the sheriff, he's supposed to pretty much enforce all the traditions that you know about, that we taught you about whatever the prince decrees when it comes to any kind of kindred law being broken. He's like, listen, the sheriff, their role is to enforce the prince's laws, which is usually the traditions, and to enforce them. But he's like, listen, you may not feel like you're adequately knowledgeable enough on, on the way that the, our society works here. He's like, but that, in a way, was a gift that I gave you. I know that you were, we embraced you for a specific reason. But the reason I embraced you was that we just don't embrace anyone. We, we embrace people that we feel have potential. And then you, we thought we saw potential and, you know, you helped us and then we let you go about your way. But I hope you don't have a sense of abandonment. And if it, if there is any sense of abandonment, it's not because of me. It was because of the decisions that are made by people above me. That's okay. why I'm here, though. I'm here, I'm here to repair a relationship. If that's what you want. I don't know if that's what you want. I don't know if it's too late to repair that. He's like, but things are getting interesting in the city now, more so than they have since I've been around. And you seem to be kind of caught in the middle of it, it seems like, or people that you know. Yeah. Well... I'm in a pickle, actually. How's that? Well, you said you came here to repair my our relationship. How serious are you about that? I'm very serious because I fucking feel bad about it. Is that what you want me to say? That I feel guilt? Listen, we're all in a power struggle. If it's not, we're all climbing the ladder in one form or another. If it's not here, it's not whatever. And I was just doing, following orders that I was told to be done by my sire. After all that happened, you served your purpose. We gave you a gift in return and we let you go about your way. That's a lot more than we do for other people. And you seem to be doing something about it now. And he kind of motions his hands. Yeah. Well, I'm making a grab for power. 
What do you mean by grab for power? Well, I have taken an active role in taking control of some of the influence within the city. What influence are you talking about? This right here is just the beginning. Talking about the entertainment, like getting into nightclubs and shit? This club ain't about entertainment. This club is about money. You had me at money. I'm all, but I'm still lost at what kind of you try. Like, what are you saying? This is a front? Is that what you're trying to imply? This is exactly a front. A front for what? For drugs. So you wanted to get into that shit? It's just a quick, easy way to make money for <laughs> other businesses. And he sits back. You see him. He like kind of like is like rubbing and scratching his very shortly trimmed beard. And he, he looks at you and he's like, "Aren't you? Let's be honest. And I think that you're an intelligent guy, or I wouldn't have befriended you. And we did have a friendship. Then I don't want you to think that was fake." Right, and we wouldn't have brought you over, but you got—you have to figure that there may be people of our kind who are already in the city that have vested into uh, such trades or may have our stakeholders in it. Aren't you really worried about stepping on their toes? I've already been stepping on people's toes. Every time I turn around, I'm stepping on somebody's dick. Some of these people's dick, the reason you're stepping on is probably because they got big fucking dicks and you don't want to piss off those people. But he's I like this. He's like, you're trying to, you're starting to show your worth. What do you want from me? If someone were to come after me, would you be there to help protect me? Somebody that I can count on? Could. But here's the thing that I'd want in return. If you're going to go off on this venture, you're going to need backing, right? And I honestly think that uh, some people in our clan are a little bit distracted to see areas that we can strengthen ourselves in, especially in the market that you're talking about. But there are some kindred here who are in the city who we believe and no one goes, mind you, that would suggest that you follow this. People of our kind, we don't broadcast what we have our fingers dabbled in. You understand? You telling me that's fine. And I'm sure some of your peers of your little quarter, you know, too. And that's fine. But I want to be going broadcasting this to everyone in our population, if you know what I mean. I'm yeah. here to back you. You got my backing. And I won't tell Ken about this. And Ken and Rogers don't need to know about this. And the prince, doesn't, when he ever he's fucking around, doesn't need to fucking know about this. And yeah, I, I could back you a little bit. A little bit? I, would, I mean, you got to understand, stuff like this is baby steps. I think you would agree that I don't think you're planning to become the next Scarface by the way, which would be a horrible idea in the Twin Cities. The, the one thing why we find uh, that we like our little thing we have here is because of the lack of attention that these cities really bring, especially uh, to the mainstream press. And we just kind of left alone here. We want to keep it that way. You, are you understanding what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. I And I've already made arrangements with the uh, police department to keep them out of my business. I like that. That's very good. I'm not going to ask how. But what do you need from me? You're saying you want my backing if someone someone comes after you. Are you, are you talking about like retaliation if someone does? Or are you talking about what, what do you need? No, I'm not worried about the, the mortals. I'm worried about the, the vampires in the city that we don't know about. Well, I'll tell you this. You give me 10% of your earnings from what you're going to make here. And due to the fact that of our relationship that we have, I'd be more than willing to. You can count on me as protection. 5%. And I'm going to give you some information that you might not know. But, but, oh, yeah. Okay. You can call that a deal. 5%. And tell me, what's this you got to tell me? The prince of the city is losing support for the primogen. What do you mean? What I'm saying is his own sheriff is going against his laws. What's Ty doing? What, do you, what, what is he doing going against? Well, he's quite aware of all of the, the K-Teeth in the city, and he's not doing anything about it. In fact, he's willing to in in hiding them from the scourge. Wow. So that is fucking true, huh? 
I've been hearing through people and, and catching snippets that he's not too keen on Kimberly being thrown in the position of scourge. It's led to some pretty heated arguments. Are you saying that you know that they're they're hiding these Katifs? What do you want me to do with this knowledge? Why are you telling me this? Because I know you're not telling me this just for a cut of and protection. Jump to, to William and we'll, we'll continue on. First thing I want to do is blood. Shit's starting right. to get down, and I'm down to six blood points, I think. All so right. I'm so, gonna call up. You know, I'm just not gonna even sugarcoat it or anything. I'm just gonna show up at my blood do- uh, blood doll's house. To uh, right. you know, two of them actually, since I want to take two blood points from each. Do you call them to meet you at the one house, or do you just like do drive bys yeah, real quick? I, I just drop by, you know, and hi, blah blah blah. Nothing. Get the then, you know, <laughs> suck their blood and get out. <laughs> You sound so aggressive when you say it, but okay, you got four blood pool points. Okay. And now I think I'm going to go to where the action is, so towards uh, Jonathan's house. Every driving toward Jonathan's house, you see Ophelia's car kind of like parked all skewered in the driveway. You you come up and you're able to park in front of his house. You see the lights on inside and... I walk up to the door. Seems yeah, on you. I guess I ring the bell. Or... Carlos opens the door and he just kind of looks at you like, what the fuck is going on here? And you see behind them, like, Ophelia and Cynthia on the couch. And Ophelia's, like, like sobbing and everything. I got blood all over my face, I guess, from yeah. crying. Oh, my God. Uh, so have you found out anything more about the situation? I'll just look up at him and just... I'll take that as a no. Not even reply. <laughs> okay, I guess I'll walk up to Ophelia and just, you know, just, are you okay? Like, do you do you need something I can bring you? Uh, can you find Sky for me? Can you trace his cell phone? Uh, I I think you know only one of a uh, uh, one person from our coterie would know how to do that. I know you don't like him, but I think it's the only <laughs> way. I like Jonathan. He's just an asshole. <laughs> Why don't I call Jonathan and you'll go clean yourself up, okay? I'll reach out and give um, give William a hug. Okay, I guess our time. <laughs> He's like, all right, it's now gonna be okay. Clean up. I'm gonna go have a shower at Jonathan's house, and I'm gonna uh-huh. call Jonathan. Obviously, while uh, that is going on, we'll cut to you, Katal. What are you doing now, Katal? Okay, so I got the information about that. Give me perception and animal can difficulty. Let's do six. Uh, no, I got zero successes. Exactly. Oh, you're like, yeah, you're sort of trying to make sense. I mean, you can, I guess what I'm saying is you can try to figure out what he's trying to tell you by what I said to you, but you don't see any more deeper hidden meaning from it. Does that All make right. sense? But I'm sure you could probably get an idea of what he was trying to tell you. All right. What, what, what do you think he was trying to tell you? What I think he was trying to say is that, Maybe like only Mark and the rapist guy was the guy in charge of the little coterie thing, and everyone else seems to be going along because they're terrified of them. That's a very good interpretation of it, right there. That's a good, that's a good call, right there. So, all right, so you're sitting there in your house while your dog's munching down. You're a little hungry. You're sitting there dwelling on this stuff. What, so, what are you gonna yeah, do? I think I'm gonna load up my dog into the car and just I'm gonna head down, see if I can head down to the Silver Dollar just to see if others. Because my thing is that I need to have someone watch my back while I feed just so I don't go crazy. Oh, okay. So you, you're going to go try to feed at the Silver Dollar? Yeah, because my thinking is that if one of the other uh, deputies are there, they probably like 
had some experience, you know, helping, hopefully, with uh, my bugs and <laughs> what he did over the years. Okay, yeah, definitely. You uh, drive up to the Silver Dollar. You same scenes normally where there's a you know bunch of bikes parked in front. You got a kind of guy standing out there smoking a cigarette. He sees you walking up. He doesn't even ask who you are this time. He just kind of steps aside. He's he's immortal, obviously. Uh, like ninety nine percent of the people in there are mortal. I don't want you to think it's like a bunch of vampire biker <laughs> dudes. You know? And you, as you walk in there, you kind of you are looking around for a recognizable face. You really don't see one for the most part, but you see the barkeep. He's looking at and he's motioning over to you. What is it? It's like it's like uh, the bosses are gone. Is there something I can help you with? Uh, uh, all of them gone. Did they say where they went. They're they're out and about, man. Uh, but they told me to keep an eye on you. See if you need anything. If you came by. Uh, out of character. Would I know? Would the bartender know about the vampire thing, or no? Let's role play and find out. Uh, okay. Then, so, did they leave anything for me, like downstairs, or uh? In the- they say that you can partake if you want. That's all they told me to tell you. Any kind of motions to like the twenty or so people in there. A lot majority of them are kind of trashy, greasy, you know, trailer women. You know what I mean? All right. So it's perception difficulty five because these people are used to like right. hooking up. They don't know what it is, but they used to being hooked up, you know. So let's. You want to go for it? Oh, he's thinking about it. He's like he's like the nervous vampire type. <laughs> well, just I. The last time I was emotionally compromised, something bad happened. I understand, yeah, but you start feeling the beast. It's almost like to the point where another self control roll is going to need to be made. Uh, okay, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna feed. I'll drop another willpower point. So you got three successes. So yeah, you see some chick. She comes walking up to you. She's like, I've never seen your type around here too often. You're kind of cute. She kind of grabs your hand and like starts. She's obviously drunk and stoned. You smell marijuana on her, but you also smell like a little body odor. Just got cut off jeans and kind of like a white beater on. Uh huh. Cheap tattoos. Uh huh. You're able to pull her by this area, like in, in the corner where there's like a booth and everything. And uh, how much are you taking? Uh, I'm gonna take. Three. Wow. Yeah, you leave her kind of swimming. Oh, yeah, and I, also, you, I also got that uh, per, uh, uh, trait where I get a extra, uh, but I get a bonus point of every two I take. Yeah, so you got, you're taking four total, so. Yeah. And you leave her there, breath smelling like cigarettes. Yep. Cheap beer. You walk and you see the bartender kind of just looking at you while I walk by with a little apprehension on his face, but, and you just kind of walk by. You feel a little bit, at that moment, you feel kind of even more separated from the humanity that you try to cling to because you realize that one guy in there at least knows what you did and these people are almost just like livestock for you as you leave that chick who probably has like three kids with three different dads passed out in the <laughs> cheap booth for your own sustenance so well, at least he's not dead <laughs> as you walk out the door let's go back to your conversation yeah. dave because we got more to talk about all right all right you, you're saying that Brian, that he you know that he's hiding these kitties or do you think he, he is? he's not hiding them? Okay, I am. Wait, what? What? And he looks at you. Do you see like a smirk on his face? And he's like, "Why in the world?" And he like kind of looks away. He's like, he's trying to fight laughter. He's like, "You're you're really fucking deep into this shit, aren't you?" And to think I was going to come here and talk to you and tell you you need to get yourself more involved in shit. He just kind of sits back and he's like, "What? What? what, what what's your, what's your plan with this? Why, why are you hiding them?" Well. Right now, we're hiding them because they are part of this whole situation with uh, the death of the deputy. Wow, how, how are they involved with that? They're not. They didn't partake in it, did they? No, they didn't. Of course, they didn't. But there are other KTs that are responsible for his death. What? They're who did you think killed killed him? 
Uh, I can show know? you pictures of the person that is responsible for for killing bugs. bugs. Yeah. yeah, he's like, but you, I guess my, we obviously know it's kindred, and we know if they were fucking Sabat, whatever those things are, fucking the, the council would have been they, in panic mode right now. They're they're in they're recently turned vampires, and there's at Jesus least four Christ. of them. But yeah, I heard I heard I kind of heard through the grapevine that was the case, and I heard. That you guys are tasked to look for him and everything. I just kind of came here when I heard about that, thinking I'd have a talk with you about Hall getting involved. But it seems like now you're already playing the fucking game. Oh yeah, I got some more information. This is this is just the tip of the iceberg. You gonna share it with me? Six months ago, the the deaths in the city were being conducted by ghouls of the prince. What the fuck are you saying? So you're telling me that there's some ghouls from the prince that were out fucking killing people? In the, the name of Lilith. And, and who? Who the Lilith. fuck is Lilith? It was a Lilith cult. There, there are a bunch of Lilith worshipping freaking cult heads. <laughs> so who the fuck is Lilith? I have no idea who this Lilith is. Hey, I don't know who the fuck Lilith is either. I just know that they were worshipping this freaking bitch. This, this matriarchy. <laughs> Alright? And I know that the ghouls were in <sighs> fact had staked several caitiffs from the city and were feeding off of them. And you're saying you don't know if the prince knew? Were these ghouls I, like... like? Well, it's, it was his uh, mother and his sister, so... What the fuck are you talking about? You're, you're saying the prince's mom and his sister. He fucking ghouled? You know how old he is? He's, he's not like a post-45er at all. He what? was born in the 1800s, the late 1800s. I got all the good shit on, on the prince. He's a, not a good person. <laughs> Holy what the fuck! You seem to just kind of sit back and he's like, "Yeah." And the whole reason we didn't tell anybody is because we didn't want any reprisal from the prince. Obviously, well, that's a fucking smart move, I would think. Jesus Christ! Don't fucking you shouldn't even told me this shit, man. And you see him get up and he starts pacing in the room. Yeah. Why the fuck did you so, tell me this shit? This is the kind of shit you keep to yourself. Well, I wanted to make sure that my back for real, so now you do. Oh yeah, I fucking do. Jesus Christ, man. So who knows about this shit? My coterie. Does anyone else? Mm, not that I'm aware of. What the fuck, man? I've never... St- like, I have... Uh, what the fuck? I wonder if Ken knows about this shit. No, I wouldn't ask him. I'm not going to fucking ask him either. Fuck that asshole, man. You didn't hear me say anyway, that either. Fucking uh, anyway, shit. Anyway, I, I kept the corpses. What the fuck? You see him just like... Oh, just don't tell me anymore. I don't need to know any more of this shit. What the? What? So what's your what's your big picture, man? You're using this so all the shit that you have. Are you telling me is what you're going to use to spearhead this fucking goal of yours? Well, I mean, far beyond me to get rid of something that's completely valuable, you know. I'll tell you what, man. Our the powers that be, they're fucking distracted. I don't know what the fuck they're distracted about in our clan, but. Like they're, I honestly feel are starting to get outdated, man. I think part of the reason why we got the orders just to kind of let you and that and William on their own, on your own, was just because we didn't want you guys to fucking. They didn't want you guys, not me, frankly, because there's not too much apart from us to fucking kind of dig in on what what they've been building up, you know. Yeah, uh, and I'm quite aware of the connection between Roman. Dunstern and various enterprises of of Brentwood Industries and their subsidiaries. Wait, wait are you? That is something. Oh, you didn't know about that either. No, I didn't fucking know anything about that shit. So you know, you're saying that the, they're working with the 
He just kind of yeah. sits back. He's like, I don't know. I don't know anything, man. The little I thought I fucking know is not enough. Yeah. All I'm telling you now is that copies of the databases for their companies that shows the the financial links between them all. Well, when you first f- fucking told me that you're trying to fucking spearhead into this fucking drug industry, I actually thought it was kind of foolish. You had no ammunition to back you up, but I actually fucking now do think that you do. You got my backing. I still want 10%, not five, because you put me more in fucking knee deep in shit now. Thank you. And I'm just, I got to go. I got to process this shit, man. Don't fucking tell anyone fucking other than me that this shit, that, that you know this shit for your own good. You understand? I don't even want to know this shit now. Well, there's there's something that I want to suggest to you. What's that? We have all these K-teeth in the city, and somebody is creating them. And the only way to stop it is to collect them and find out who's doing it. Yeah, that's what you guys have been tasked for, I would take it, right? No, um, I'm not entirely certain what we're tasked for. At, at the moment, all we're responsible for is gathering the individuals that killed bugs. Oh, but you're talking about the KTs that. Do you think they all have the same sire, like the ones who hurt bugs, and then these guys, the two that you're hiding, or there's really no way to tell? I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't make any assumptions on any of that, but obviously there's kindred in the city that are moving around outside of the Camarilla. And they're creating a huge population of our kind. The only way to 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 head any of this is to to bring them into the fold because they don't know what's going on. They don't know what they are. They don't know the rules. And I, I agree. The scourge would have us just go and destroy them all. But they're that's just attacking the symptom and not attacking the problem. The problem isn't the the cave. The problem are the individuals that are creating the cave. I agree with you. And I think what happened to that one and I've never met a cave. And the first one I saw was the one that Kimberly brought in. I think it's inhumane. And I agree with you. I think they could be good pawns for our, for what we need. But I have to warn you, walk a very fucking careful path with Kimberly. She, you've never have met someone of her age before. She never truly met one of her age. And, and I've spoken like two sentences to her and I walked away feeling like I've been fundamentally changed. Just be cautious. Like, listen, it was my, it was my first time with someone of that age. She, she's, she's far older. I think from what I've heard and from what I've been able to gather than a lot uh, of our uh, leadership in our city. Listen, I can't, I'm still in shock from what you just told me. And I don't know how to process it, but I do know that it kind of goes into why I came here. And I do feel that you and your group need to get more. If you want to get these things done, you're going to have to wallow in the mud with, with, with our kind. And I would suggest that you start, you looks like you have ammunition. It looks like you're building material. Maybe you start making the moves. And if you need me to help guide you or you need advice, you can always feel free to contact me on that. All right. Okay. And with that said, I'm contacting you. Okay. What do you need advice for? I want to bring one of the K-Chiefs into Clan Venture. Oh, man. Holy shit. I, I want, I support it and I love the idea. The thing is that it's going to, that's going to, that's going to take some pulling some strings, man. We are already the strongest clan as of now in the, in, in the cities. And if we were to try to add one more, the battles that are going to be going on in the council, the Primogen council for that, we're going to have to well, put in some work. I support it. We need to take these people and, and make our numbers and keep our clan strong because I feel that our clan on the top side is getting weak. And I feel that they're getting um, complacent. It's on us and below, especially I'm not, you. I'm not suggesting uh, that we take all of the, the KT, but we could be California. We could, you know, be the first 
to, to bring in one of them into our fold and set an example for the rest of the clans and let the Primogen fight over and decide how they can distribute the rest of them. But at least if we're the first, the first to, to bring one of them into our fold, then it'll set a precedence. Well, I'm going to have to talk. I'm going to have to find out who we can count as allies on this, but I'm afraid to gather to, to utilize anyone from another clan and fear that they're going to see this as being a power play. That leaves one option then for me to talk to Ken and I could try to talk to Ken and bring, or you, we can bring this to Ken's attention. I can. It's up to you. I, I, I really, I, I wouldn't mind being there with you. Well, how about this? Give me a couple days to set this up. We can go speak to Ken together about this. And uh, we can see we we can figure it out. Okay, I'm afraid to. Okay. I'm afraid we got to be very careful how we bring this, Tim. Because if word travels back to Kimberly, who knows what that may cause? And I'm telling you, all the jokes aside, and all the comments, she scares me. And there's not that much anymore that scares me from what I've seen. Just being around her, it's it's like a it's it's like seeing um a fossil of, of something that you know is far greater and far older than you are. And it just kind of puts everything into perspective. You, I just want you to tread carefully with that. Okay. I mean, worst case comes to pass. I can put another ice chest in my basement. I don't know for what, but I don't need to know. Okay. I'm going to go now. I need to process this. So I'll get, I'll get to you in a couple days. All right. You see him just like shaking his head as he walks out the door. Hello folks. Have you ever wished you could have an easy way to find gameplay videos and podcasts, or just media in general that deals with your favorite White Wolf role-playing games? Or have you ever wished you could find a forum to share gameplay that you have recorded, one which wouldn't be drowned out by random posts and discussion so that your media could get the attention you want? Well, we have the answer for you in a Facebook group we run called White Wolf RPGs Gameplay and Media. The group is specifically ran with the sole intent of it being a one-stop shop for people to view or share media involving the games we all love. We take thorough steps to ensure the page does not become cluttered and is easy to traverse. We are currently over 1,000 members strong, and we are continuing to rapidly grow with new media being shared every day. Stop on by. We hope to see you there.